Live at 5, Sports with Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, the Timberwolves go into the All-Star break on a high note. Four straight wins. As they reach the break, they've played the fewest games at home in the NBA. That'll change when they come out of the break with a long home stand. But, man, I, I, I'm thrilled. I would not have predicted best record of the West at the All-Star break before the season. No, I thought they had a chance at the top four seed. I thought that was the reasonable goal. Uh, number one, and playing dominating basketball going into the All-Star break, and with, a, as you said, a fairly easy schedule ahead. Uh, and, you know, you look at the other top teams. Uh, the Wolves have a distinct advantage inside against Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's excellent, but I think in a long series, the, uh, the Wolves would probably beat them up inside. Uh, and they have the tie break on them. The Clippers have the best record in the NBA since September 1st, and the Timberwolves destroyed them in Los Angeles. Uh, the Nuggets, you know, listen, the Nuggets are the best team in basketball until proven otherwise, hmm. but they're having a typical season after championship season where they're playing well, but they're not absolutely dominating because it's just not that important to them. Hmm. Um, the Wolves very well could end up with the number one seed at the end of the season. I mean, this, there's nothing flukish about this. They're healthy. They're playing extremely well. They might be the best defensive team in the league. Uh, their offensive efficiency is improving. They just added the one thing they really needed, which is a backup point guard and shoot the three. It's really a, just a good team. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, Anthony Edwards has, has taken that next step. Uh, if some foibles at the end of some close games here and there. But as you pointed out before, I mean, gosh, he's 22. He is still kind of learning the game. That seems to be coming uh, all the time, especially in these last four games where his assist-to-turnover ratio has just been outstanding. Yeah, he's he really seems to be figuring it out. Uh, and he was already an all-star caliber player before he figured it out. Yeah, right. Uh, but, but – you know, knowing he can do everything, so knowing when to do what is going to be the key for him going from star to superstar, mm-hmm. um, and leading a team, you know, through some playoff victories is going to be. It's, this, you know, these are all things to be determined. But I love the efficiency, uh, the ball handling, uh, the creativity on drives, the athletic ability, the, the physical strength, uh, ability and willingness to pass the ball, uh, the way he gets into good players on defense. I mean. He, he really should be much higher. In, I, I, I don't know if he's the MVP, hmm. but he should be way higher in the conversation than he has been. Yeah, they've had the best record in the West nearly the entire way, and he's really been the catalyst uh, of that. You would think top five consideration, at least. I would think so. Yeah, yeah and I looked up some Vegas odds today, and he was like 13th, and I'm like, yeah. that, you know, listen, I'm not someone who, <laughs> as you know, I'm not someone who right. whines about being in the Midwest and not getting attention, but right. when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's, it's very true. Yeah. You know, you turn on the ESPN NBA shows, and they want to talk about the Lakers and LeBron mm-hmm. and all the biggest personalities and all the most troublesome personalities and the, the areas of conflict. And here's the, here are the Timberwolves having, having – not only are they having a great season, they might be the best story in the NBA yeah. if they've put this together. And nobody even mentions them. Yeah. Finally, though, uh, ESPN is going to do an all-access day uh, with the Timberwolves, or they did, and are editing it. I'm, I'm not really sure, or I think some of that is live. So maybe that'll start to raise their profile, because really it's just about you know overcoming years of Timberwolves losing basketball to get people to finally believe in this team nationally, I think. Also, uh, it's, you know, listen, it's been a dysfunctional organization in a lot of ways for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. This team, it's like almost boring. 
You know, I mean, what's what's the first thing an NBA analyst is going to talk about on a TV show or a radio show? Oh, well, what are the Lakers going to do? You right. know, it's LeBron's going to. I mean, because there's intrigue, there's mm. intrigue, and there's conflict, and we and that's one of the reasons we like sports: mm. intrigue and conflict. Mm-hmm. This Timberwolves team is so calm and cohesive and likable. There are no controversies to talk about. Mm. You know, and we've gotten past calling Carl Anthony Towns names. You know, mm. uh, Edwards has, you know, just been a good player. Uh, Gobert quietly is putting together a great season, but he's not the kind of guy you can see on highlights. Uh, you know, there are probably a lot of NBA fans around the league who don't know much about Jaden McDaniels or Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Mike Conley, they just look at him as an old point guard. <laughs> it's such a seamless, cohesive group that they aren't having any of the controversies that get your names in the headlines. Yeah. You know, and I've I've found Finch's comments too about when he arrived with the Timberwolves right just before the um, All Star break. Uh, you know, was it three years ago now for Finch? Yeah. And and uh, he said, uh, you know, how was it with Towns right away? And he said he could not have been more welcoming and gracious to me uh, when I came in. He's really the one that that made it easier for me to to have the ear of the team because right away at that time certainly the biggest star on the team was all on board so more instances of what a good dude Carl Anthony Towns really is he he treats people so well and i know that because i know a lot of people at all levels of that organization and he's just a good human being you know it's funny when i played in a golf tournament with you mm-hmm. uh, last summer and the two things i heard from every sports fan every golfer i talked to um, was number one, twin stink. They're like, oh no, they just hurt. They're, they actually probably could still go with the division. And number two was Carl Towns. Got to get rid of him. Got it rid of him yesterday. Got it rid of him. I'm like, no, uh, that would not be a good idea. Uh, you just don't give up on. You don't give up on talent until you have to. And when the talented person is also a great human being, you give him every benefit of the doubt as long as you can. And now Towns is rewarding the Wolves for sticking him with him. Yeah, and it's paying off. And Let's face it, he has modified his on-court behavior a little, too. I mean, oh, one, no one technical this year, he really has calmed down, I think. He's calmed way down. Mm-hmm. It's a really good thing. But if he were having an all-star season and complaining to the refs, he'd be like every other NBA star. <laughs> I don't know why in this market we decided that made him a bad guy. <laughs> well, uh, maybe just hard to watch. That was the case for me sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah it, was, it was annoying. Yeah. But again, context of the league, I mean, just name me a, an NBA superstar who does not complain about calls. Yeah, there isn't one. Especially Luka Doncic, who a couple of my he's friends. He's the worst. And, I, and, and he's a great guy. And, I know. Kind of like Carl. Luka's a great guy. Yeah. Everybody loves him, and he's a great player. But he wants anybody who comes in the three feet of him, he wants them to be arrested. Yeah, right, right. It's just uncomfortable to watch all the complaining yeah. about the officials as much as anything. It, so. it, and it's really just a basketball-wide yeah, pandemic. It it just, it's got to stop at some point. No doubt. Uh, so Zach Eady was a load for the Gophers. I thought they, they handled him fairly well. He didn't go for 40 or anything like that. He, you know, he did his Zach Eady things. They hung in there for a while, just not quite enough to get across the finish line. Yeah, um, they played really. They had played a great first half, mm-hmm. and they kept the pressure on for for much of the second half. And they did play Edie about as well as you possibly could without a true center of his size. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, listen, this is not a bad loss. It was a competitive loss on the road to a superior team. I, I really think you now Rutgers is playing well. They have Rutgers on Sunday. That's suddenly become probably a must-win game mm-hmm. for NCAA tournament hopes. 
and Rutgers is not no longer a pushover, so they're going to have to play well there. Uh, if they if they falter, if they do not make the NCAA tournament after being over 500, you know, about halfway through the, the regular season, uh, I think they're going to look back to two Iowa games. Yeah, you know, the mediocre Iowa team playing you playing at home, and they just played lousy, and then get a 20 point lead at Iowa and blow that game in the second half. I mean, you know, they, if those two games are victories, we're talking about Ben Johnson. Uh, contract extension now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Iowa men's team doesn't have Caitlin Clark on it, who is torching right. everybody in sight and is just uh, really a, a credit to the game. I mean, she's elevating. She's becoming larger than many of the male NBA players. There's only maybe a handful or 10 NBA guys who are a bigger story than Caitlin Clark right now. She is, yeah, she is one of the biggest and best stories in sports right now. Uh, and I love the storyline. I love the fact that she played at Des Moines, at a high school in Des Moines. She stayed home to play for a Midwestern team that is not exactly renowned, and she elevates the program. She elevates her status. Uh, she's, she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She, she's, a, she's set the all-time scoring record, and I believe she's still leading the, league, the uh, country in assists. Uh, what an amazing thing. She rebounds. She plays defense. She's intense. She wants the ball in big situations. She's phenomenal. And listen, you know, I think she's basically having the career that we expected Paige Beckers to have. And Paige has had highlights and played in a championship game, but she just hasn't been healthy enough to really yeah. stay on top of all that. But, you know, and, and Paige and Caitlin, I, I really look forward to the day you see those two playing together uh, in the Olympics. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that, that, would be, that would be a lot of fun. Jim, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Great, thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.